Hello, and welcome to the Skellington Grin Podcast, a place of conversation, exploration, and connection through spirituality. I'm your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and on today's episode, we will be talking about divine masculine and divine feminine energies. Oftentimes in the spiritual community, we will hear these two energies being brought up, usually in conjunction with a twin flame journey. And since I am a tarot reader who who reads relationships and loves doing love readings and also loves doing twin flame readings and has been specializing in twin flames for the past, I want to say about a year and a half, um, I have gone on my own twin flame journey and discovered the differences between divine masculine and divine feminine energy and have learned where I was presenting as each of those energies in my life and how I was presenting and which polarity I was more in alignment with. And for a while, I was more in alignment with that divine masculine energy, but also with the wounded masculine energy. I had a lot of wounds towards masculine energy within myself and um, also towards masculine energy externally so I was in my wounded feminine while I was also presenting as mostly masculine for a while in my life and I also learned how to identify these different energies and what these different energies look like whether they're wounded or they're healed and and what those energies can can symbolize when within the twin flame journey and how you can identify them within your own So, we're going to start this episode first by talking about the masculine energy and then going into the feminine energy. And I want to preface that you can be female and identify with the masculine energy, you can be male and identify with the feminine energy, and you can be non-binary and identify with both or identify more with one over the other. You do not have to fall within the traditional realm of male versus female to identify with either of these energies. It is whatever calls out most to you. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. So starting off with the masculine, the divine masculine and divine masculine energy exudes this this area of confidence. Divine masculine energy very much helps to step into that confidence. When we identify divine divine masculine energy, we see confidence, courageousness, wisdom, certainty, integrity, morality, logical and reasonable thinking, tenacity, critical thought, self-mastery, and leadership. When we, when we look at the archetypes for the Divine Masculine, it will show up as the hero, the warrior. Um, in, the, in the tarot, it will show up as the magician, the hermit, the emperor, the sun. And, and those, are, those are the cards that most represent that Divine Masculine energy. is going to be the sun, and the emperor, and the hermit, and the magician. And as a tarot reader myself, I I will see those energies come up when I feel divine masculine energy in my life um, from my my friends, whether they are male or female. I am exuding divine masculine energy in my life when I am working on my confidence and I am working on my certainty in myself. And I will also see those cards when I am doing those readings for other people, especially those who come to me for twin flame readings, 
when the when the magician or the hermit or the sun card or the emperor card comes up in a reading especially when they come up in conjunction with say the empress or the high priestess or the moon or anything like that it is it is such this this beautiful energy and the divine masculine i was talking about it with a with a friend of mine i said how would you identify masculinity and then how would you also identify femininity and what would your I- ideal definition of the divine masculine and the divine feminine be and it was beautiful what he said <laughs> um he goes well the divine masculine is not just a provider but someone who also creates the space for the feminine to be within her own energy and also isn't afraid to embrace his feminine isn't afraid to embrace his feminine side and that is so true because you cannot have the one energy without the other and even if you resonate more with being within the masculine polarity and having more masculine energy you still have feminine energy within you and you are still going to sometimes present that feminine energy And you want to be able to create that safe space within yourself before creating it for another person. And you want to learn how to balance those energies first before trying to balance them within a relationship, especially if you are on a twin flame journey. Um, Because sometimes what happens, especially when the masculine is wounded, he will be searching and searching and chasing and chasing and feeling angry towards the feminine when he can't find her when he doesn't know where she is or what she's doing or oh well what is my feminine doing right now (laughs) you know and and another thing that he also said was that and this and I will talk about this more in length when I do talk about the feminine energy but another thing that he said with the feminine is that she makes space for the masculine to be his most authentic and vulnerable self and that was so cataclysmic <laughs> because it, it's true. When, when either of these energies are within alignment, not just, with, not just with each other, but in alignment, holy, and recognizing that they are whole without the other. I just, I just heard, I don't know why, but I just heard shoe on shoelace. One is useless without the other. Thanks. <laughs> but, um, but when, when one of these energies is in alignment with itself, it is therefore more open to being able to attract the energy of the other. And also within alignment to be able to recognize that they are whole and complete. The toxic masculine has the, the, mm, how do I put it? The toxic masculine or the wounded divine masculine will have that energy of aggression and, and kind of like this fear and reacting defensively. So when we see toxic masculinity, we can, we can look at it through the lens of, okay, well, it's the wounded masculine. And, and what will happen is that a wounded masculine will lead with his ego and seek attention and feel this need to prove his worth and feel threatened by feminine energy. 
whereas the divine masculine will act with a purpose and lead with quiet wisdom. He is not just attentive to his needs and not just attentive to what he wants, but is also attentive to the needs of others and allows the space for others to come to him and allows the space for others to be whole and authentically them. So, so for example, if a divine masculine is grounded in humble self-assurance, attentive to the needs of others, and protective of feminine energy, the divine masculine will always be protective of feminine energy and, al- and always be respectful of feminine energy. A divine masculine not only has that leadership ability, but has this energy about him where he respects women. He respects the feminine energy. He is not threatened by it. In fact, he embraces it. And if he is attentive to the needs of others, say he is in the presence of the feminine. And he looks at the feminine and is able to pick out what is wrong. He is able to understand that there might be something wrong even if she doesn't speak. And he says, what can I do for you? How can I help you? What do you need from me in this very moment to be able to feel more confident, more sure, more secure? How can I create this space for you? Instead of just being like, I am the masculine, things go my way. (laughs) And he therefore opens up his heart space and he opens up his his energy to be able to be that protector and oftentimes we do associate masculine energy with being very protective and being the provider and being this king you know and and in a sense that is correct another thing that will happen with the wounded masculine is that he is anxious he is authoritarian he is abusive physically mentally and emotionally and And the reason I say he is because it is a masculine energy and we do associate that sometimes with gender, but the the wounded masculine energy will be this aggressive and and just, just misaligned, I will say. He's also very avoidant, hateful, angry, resentful. And it is okay to to recognize that. We might have resentments in our lives. We might feel angry about certain things. We might have, you know, a healthy avoidance of of certain things. You know, we're going to avoid touching fire if we know it's going to burn us, you know. But, But he will become avoidant and distant towards people. People who might be there to love him. People who might be there to help him. He will shut himself down, you know. And, and that will happen when the masculine is wounded. And sometimes the masculine does get wounded by the feminine energy because the feminine energy is wounded and therefore projecting onto the masculine. So, so stepping into the idea of projection. So what happens with projection is that when we are within our frame, okay? So when you are within your frame, whatever that frame is, whatever that frame looks like, whatever that mindset looks like, when you have a certain mindset that is worrying constantly, 
You're constantly stressed, you're constantly worried, you're constantly anxious and paranoid, you're constantly living in fear, you're living on your toes, you are, you know, acting from a place of anxiety and fear, and, and depressive. You will then project onto other people sometimes who, who haven't even done you wrong. And that can happen with the wounded masculine. He will kind of start to become compulsive and prone to violence. And and not just in the not just in the sense of like, you know, wanting to, to go out and hurt someone or wanting to go out and hit something. But definitely, you know, even within his speech. And sometimes not even recognize it. But that is where we come in with this energy that says, okay, in order to, you know, release that energy, release that wound, how can I embrace vulnerability? How can I embrace my feelings? How can I communicate clearly and seek to understand myself and honor and others and honor the energies around me? and take responsibility for my actions. So the awakened and aligned divine masculine sees vulnerability as being beautiful within himself and within others and is able to recognize that vulnerability sometimes is actually one of the biggest strengths. It is much more of a strength to be vulnerable than it is to see vulnerability as being a weakness and too much vulnerability like being too enraptured and ensnared in your vulnerability can be a weakness but when you are able to step out of your comfort zone so to speak and you are able to step out of this idea that being vulnerable is a weakness that having emotion is a weakness you are able to then be more authentic and be more truthful and be more of an attractive energy you will be able to then attract what you are and if you are confident if you are certain if you are logically thinking if you are you know able to balance logic with emotion and understand that emotions are 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 easy to 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 handle and to comprehend as well and you honor masculine and feminine energies without feeling threatened then you are able to become much more attractive and you will start attracting equal and opposite energy to yourself so why is why is it important to understand divine masculine and divine feminine energy And why is it important to understand this, especially in conjunction with twin flames? It is because the flames are always going to be equal and opposite representations of each other. And even in life, even no matter what you are doing, everything that surrounds you, everything within your 3D reality is going to reflect what you push out. Everything in your 3D reality is you pushed out. So if your energy is balanced, then you will be able to attract more balance. So, 
The masculine energy is this energy of being productive, being active, being a logical thinker, that sun energy, the energy of warmth, the energy of positivity, the energy of radiance, very task-oriented, very disciplined as well. So, so say you're working on a routine and you're trying to build a new daily routine and you're, and you're adding in new daily habits, whether that's working out every single day to achieve either a health goal or a fitness goal or both, or you are meditating every day and that is becoming, you are disciplining yourself to be able to make that a routine, or you are disciplining yourself to be able to eat healthy every single day. When you are working on that routine, that is going to be the masculine energy. Masculine energy focuses on productivity, focuses on intellect, focuses on doing, focuses on being active. And the divine masculine is going to be that energy that gets shit done. Gets shit done and is a leader. But divine masculines do not feel threatened if there is a feminine in a leading role. Instead, divine masculines will see a leadership feminine as being equal to them. They will respect her. They will see her as equal. And they will say, hey, look, we are in equal roles. I am not above you nor below you. I am alongside you. We are doing equal yet opposite things. We have an equal balance between the both of us. We create equal and opposite reactions. And we are able to work in harmony. Healed masculines and aligned masculines are able to be within harmony with feminines and other masculines. Wounded masculines will see competition. Masculine energy can be very competitive. And wounded masculines will see other masculines as competition. So say you're in a relationship and your boyfriend or your girlfriend is jealous that you are going out with your friends and that you are wearing something that, that makes you feel good. They're like, Ooh, who are you trying to get dressed up for? Myself. <laughs> but they don't like that answer. And they're going to tell you, no, you go change because I don't want you doing X, Y, Z. Or no, now I'm going to come with you so that I can make sure that da-da-da-da. <laughs> so that I can make sure that you're not flirting with so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and... <laughs> And the reason I say blah, 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 blah is because we've heard it. We've heard it all before. We've heard everything that a wounded partner can say to us to bring us down because they are insecure within themselves. Whereas if you are with a partner who is just like, oh, you look nice. I hope you have fun tonight. And just be safe. And if you need me to come get you, let me know. I'll come get you. If you need to get a ride please get a ride instead of you know driving (laughs) um 
and they just want you to be safe and they want you to have a good time and they want you to have fun and they want you to be you that's the key now going back to the twin flame dynamic and why we hear more about divine masculine and divine feminine within the twin flame dynamic and why I, I keep saying that you know one one twin is going to identify with being the masculine polarity and the other twin is going to identify with being the feminine polarity it is because what happens is when a soul reaches completion over several lifetimes and has gone through the work and the journey on their own that soul will split into two and wind up becoming two different polarities and wind up going into these incarnations of being in separate bodies. It's one mirroring soul within separate bodies. And that's how I've learned to look at it. That's how I've that's how I've learned what twin flames actually are, too. And what happens is, in order to keep that balance, One twin will identify with being the masculine and the other will identify with being the feminine. One twin will be more creative while the other is more logical. And when they come into union, they create this harmonious balance because they have learned to balance themselves, balance their polarities, balance their energies, recognize the energies within themselves to make themselves whole and complete before that twin even comes along. But then once they are in union, it's like, even though they might have worked on balancing their their divine and their divine masculine and feminine within themselves, they will wind up being those two polarities when they are together. And it winds up creating this most beautiful relationship. And sometimes we can get obsessed with this idea that that is the perfect relationship. And that we should strive for that. Strive for it in any relationship. To have this space where you can honor masculine and feminine energies around you. Within your friendships, within your love relationships, within your family relationships, and within yourself. Because I'm telling you, once you recognize that you have that power, and once you recognize that you have both of these polarities within you, It creates a beautiful world for you. So that is all I have on the masculine energy. Now we will move into the feminine energy. The divine feminine. So feminine energy, and this is probably going to be my my stronger suit on talking about this because I am more in my feminine energy lately within my life, and I have felt much more in tune and in alignment with my feminine energy. So this might be a little bit of a longer segment just because this is where I am currently in my life and what I am currently in the most alignment with within myself. 
So the feminine energy is about being, receiving, a little bit passive, but also when I say passive, not necessarily like putting herself on the back burner um, for other people, but also creating things passively. So if you were to say, create a passive income, and you were to be focusing on that creativity and focusing on doing something that you really love to do and working on your income from a creative standpoint, that would be the feminine energy. The feminine energy is usually more, more so associated with being that feeling energy and that emotional energy, being of the earth and the moon, very relationship-oriented, allowing, tending and befriending, very cooperative, listening, and intuition. So, that's why, for the most part, when, you, when you're when you getting into the metaphysical, you will see more um, female tarot readers, or more female psychics, or when you see psychics depicted in media, they're usually represented by a female person more than a male. You don't always see too many, like, um, male tarot readers or male, uh, you know, divination witches in media. And, and you still do. You see more of them now. Um, and, and you see more of them, you know, within the community too, especially like a, a one that I follow a lot um, is Madam Adam on uh, TikTok and Instagram. And oh my God, I love his readings. <laughs> I really, really do. He is, oh, uh, and he is a Pisces too. Oh my goodness. Like his energy is just so like, boom, 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 boom. He, he's got to have some fire placement in his chart because he is just so like, passionate and fiery and and it's just amazing I love the way that he reads he is very like on point no holds barred no bs (laughs) but when it comes to feminine energy it's mostly that relationship oriented that emotional energy that cyclical energy um things coming and going things ebbing and flowing a lot of that infinitous energy and the divine feminine is most represented with the with the notions of being nurturing and reflective and intuitive that loving kind encouraging supportive energy the healed feminine would be even tempered considerate comforting affectionate sensual sexual unconditional love ease emotional support sensitivity and patience the archetypes for the divine feminine are the high priestess the empress the queen the maiden the mother and crone the moon the home animals the anima eros and woman and also the subconscious mind the conscious mind and the and the thinker would be more of that you know masculine energy whereas the subconscious mind is going to be more of that feminine energy so we always say within the spiritual community that 90 to 95 percent of our experience is actually going to be subconscious and only five percent of what we experience within the 3d reality is our consciousness, our awareness of what's happening externally, our awareness of our interactions that happen externally, our awareness and our focus on what we are doing for work, what we are doing 
even for pleasure, what we are doing. Whereas the divine feminine energy is going to be that being. And when you step into that being is when you align with that divine feminine energy. The wounded or toxic feminine is going to have that depressive energy, going to be dwelling in her emotions and allowing her emotions to consume her and consume her every waking thought, her every waking action, her every waking process. And it's going to have this obsessive, materialistic victim role, always going to be insecure, needy, delusional, disconnected from reality, that escapist mindset, manipulative, overly passive, perfectionist, jealous energy, and holding grudges. So that toxic femininity, I guess, would be that that jealous archetype where, you know, you have that partner who is, you know, kind of like doesn't really want you to talk to other people because they feel like they're a threat, you know, and, and just as much as the unhealed or wounded masculine might find the feminine energy to be um, a threat and other masculine energies to be a threat. So too does the wounded feminine find other females to be a threat and other feminine energies to be a threat and also other masculine energies to be a threat. Speaking from personal experience, being wounded um, and being in that wounded feminine energy. When I was coming out of relationships and, and coming out of being in back and forth relationships for like a good eight years out of my life, um, and I started focusing on myself, I started to realize that I had these guards up around masculine energy. And I was scared of men. <laughs> and, and now I'm not so scared of men. I'm just, you know, looking at um, certain things that are going on in the world and in the country. And I'm just kind of going, what the fuck? <laughs> but like, um, I'm no longer scared to be around men. Um, I have many male friends, if, I, if I'm honest. <laughs> a, a good chunk of my friends are actually male. <laughs> um, I do have a lot more female friends than I used to because I'm, I'm also, um, after healing some of my, my masculine wounds, um, I also recognized that females weren't scary either. <laughs> and, um, and I stopped being scared to have female friends and I started aligning myself with my femininity and started attracting more, you know, positive, um, female connections and having more female friends and girlies that I could talk to or, or go out and get drinks with and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, but, but not even just, um, girlfriends that I can go out and get drinks with, but girls that I could go have tea dates with and, and be able to just talk about life and talk about boys and talk about, you know, gross girl things and, <laughs> and, and not even just gross girl things, but talk about emotive things and, and women who like the same books that I like. Um, I'm a really big fan of, uh, Jane Austen and, um, right now my, my kick is like the Regency era. So I've been reading, a, I've been rereading a lot of Jane Austen. And then I recently watched all of, uh, Bridgerton on Netflix so far, and I am highly anticipating season three. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's been my kick lately. Um, and, 
but I, I recognized after a while that I also have a lot of male friendships. And sometimes the, the men that I wind up being friends with have that feminine polarity. And they're very much in tune with their femininity. And I always respected the men who were in tune with their femininity and who were embracing of feminine energies. Because um, whether they're in tune with their femininity and it can come across in things like their hair care, um, that, that's usually the one thing that like the the men in my life really really are about is their hair care and I'm gonna tell you right now and for for those male friends who are listening to this y'all got some damn beautiful hair <laughs> like <laughs> because they're really about their their hair care and and uh, I even have this one friend the one that I was talking about uh femininity and masculinity with and how he would identify it um <laughs> he he's always had like beautiful hair since college (laughs) and I'm just like how do you keep it up and at one point um he was using one specific brand of like shampoo and and then now he's using a different one but he's just like I wash my hair at least you know two to three times two to three times a week like every other day um he was at one point washing it every day and he was just like wait a minute that's actually hurting my hair (laughs) um but like um, I would joke and be like, why do you have to have prettier hair than me? And he's like, because I take care of it. And I was like, touche. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's just like, I'll, I'll see it mostly come across in like, you know, taking care of your hair or, um, presenting yourself in a certain way and accessorizing in a certain way when you wear certain outfits and, and really like focusing on that that not not so much just the presentation and how you present yourself and presenting yourself confidently which would be a more masculine energy but also not being afraid of your femininity and not being afraid to be vulnerable and not being afraid to be emotive and not being afraid to you know go for something creative a lot of the a lot of the men in my life are also very much into the arts um whether that's theatrical arts, you know, like uh, acting in plays and workshops and, and different things like that, or actually um, creating visual art with um, uh, visual media and digital media, or graphic design, or um, or clay painting, or or um, costume design, or theater set design, or anything like that, um, and music. Music is a big thing for like me and and a lot of my friendships. Um, music was the thing that connected us, you know. Like what was what was uh, some of our favorite bands that really connected us, and some of our favorite musicians that um, helped us to to initiate those conversations and start to get to know each other. And and it came about that like a lot of my male friendships are a lot like me. They're very creative. They're very passionate. They're very much into doing creative things and not just being within the one like logical polarity and not just being within like this full masculine polarity, but very much, you know, being in a feminine polarity too. And, um, it's just, it's just so beautiful to see, but when it comes again to that feminine polarity, um, they will sometimes, instead of calling it the wounded feminine or the toxic feminine, they'll call it the dark feminine. 
So the difference between divine feminine and the dark feminine is that divine feminine is creative, wise, nurturing, self-reliant, sensual, intuitive, compassionate, and receptive. Whereas a dark feminine is going to be manipulative, egotistical, selfish, codependent, sexually unbalanced, spiteful, and seduces to feel powerful. And it's okay to be, you know, within your your energy and feel sexy and, and feel seductive. But in order to do it to feel powerful and to get somewhere and to, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to say something untoward, but the best way that I can put it is to, you know, rise to the top and, and use your feminine energy in a negative way to get what you want and to manipulate is, is probably one of the most harmful things that we can see a wounded feminine do and to see a dark feminine do. And while it's okay to be selfish sometimes, it's not always okay to work from spite. And it's not always okay to work from that selfish energy. Because then that makes you, as a feminine, unattractive. And if you want to be more attractive, you'll, you'll operate from that place of love. And femininity is often associated with that love and with that sex and with that fertility and everything. So take, for example, working with goddesses, if you are, you know, witchy inclined, which I am. Um, I do identify with being an eclectic pagan and being a witch and working with witchcraft. And um, I work with several different goddesses. And all of the goddesses that I work with um, are, are pretty much just different representations of the same energy. Sex, fertility, passion, love, um, transformation, and intuition. Um, one of the goddesses that I work with, I actually work with the uh, Norse goddess Freya. And she is also about intuition and precognition. <laughs> and, and, and that comes about, I guess, within, within my tarot reading. And it's, it's this energy that really, like, how do, I, how do I describe it? Like I said, you know, the divine feminine is very creative and also very self-reliant and nurturing and compassionate and receptive. So also receptive to intuitive pulls. Also receptive to what is outside of just the normal realm of logical thinking and that subconscious thinking and receiving downloads um, within the spiritual community uh, when we are when we are what is clairaudient and clairsentient and clairvoyant we will uh, clairvoyant is sight clairaudience is hearing clairsentient is knowing right so we will receive downloads and channel messages. Um, and, and there are psychic mediums who work with channeled messages. And I myself have gotten channeled messages before, but I don't normally promote that as, as a skill that I have because I'm just like, okay, well, I'm usually just using my cards. And that's kind of what I want to do. Um, and I will kind of use that and... And I've been able to receive downloads and been able to be within that subconscious and open to my subconscious and what the subconscious energies are trying to tell me. And that's a lot of the way that like 
some of my affirmations come out and some of my different things come out that I create on TikTok or or even how I get into the energy to be able to just authentically sit in my room and record (laughs) and um instead of being like okay well I've got to plan this to an exact science (laughs) you know um I, I just go with the flow I go with it and feminine energy is usually that natural and flowing energy very very rooted in in the earth very rooted in that water energy too with with being the energy of the moon and being the energy of the tides and being the energy of water naturally flowing energy water is is seen as like this very feminine energy and because i am a water sign i'm scorpio i very much identify with that and it's it's so powerful to be within that feminine energy and to recognize the feminine as being something that is just not even just her beauty not even just her grace but also her power creative power not just the potential but the power and the healed feminine also moves away from that idea of just potential into power and doesn't manipulate to gain power, but recognizes that she has power within herself. The different faces of the feminine. There are six faces of the feminine that that we learn within the divine feminine. There is the feminine mystic, which awakens us to the experience and the embodiment of mystical truths, higher states of being, and divine consciousness. Opens and guides us towards a soul-aligned life that's in accordance with our deepest, truest, truest, fullest selves. There's the medicine woman. And you can also see this as like the six archetypes of the masculine as well. There's going to be the, the mystic, the medicine, the, the lover, the great mother and the great father, the warrior, and then the dark one. So, so first breaking down the six faces of the feminine and then moving into the six faces of the masculine. So whatever the feminine is, the masculine is going to be the equal opposite. So the feminine mystic awakens us to the experience and embodiment of mystical truths. Whereas the masculine mystic is going to awaken us to external truths and logic and fact the medicine woman is going to be healing wounds associated with the reclamation of the full feminine like the witch wound and then awakens us to ancient women's business and helps us to unlock deeply held esoteric wisdom the medicine man is going to heal the external going to heal sicknesses going to heal and remedy topical things going to heal and remedy that that um, masculine wound which is going to be the magician as opposed to the witch the lover goddess heals our relationship to our bodies and our feminine nature our beauty and our sexuality so that we may experience more love more bliss more vibrancy and more joy in every aspect of our lives the lover god is going to heal those those masculine wounds so that we can explore our confidence be courageous, be tenacious, be giving, be generous, be open, be that provider for other feminine energies and other masculine energies around us. The Great Mother is going to heal the inner child and the mother wounds and ancestral traumas 
and get into more natural rhythms of feminine aligned ways of creating. Whereas the great father is going to, he's going to heal inner child, going to heal inner teenager, but also going to help you step into your adult roles, step into your practicality, step into that, uh, not female, but step into that um, male aligned ways of being practical and being logical and creating that space for logic and creation to go hand in hand. The warrior goddess gives us the strength to find our voice and speak our truth, set strong boundaries and stand in our knowing within the within the physical world. Whereas the warrior god is going to give us the direction to use that power to set it. The warrior god gives us that physical presence tells us to stand up tells us to stand out tells us to show up every single day every day tells us to show up as our best selves to recognize what it is we are presenting ourselves as every single day and then the dark goddess helps us to release our deepest traumas, fears, and, un- and unconscious blocks from this life, past lives, as- ancestral lines, and absorbed collective energies. The fierce champion of the soul and will stop at nothing to remove obstacles holding us back from our deepest truths and our highest potentials. The dark god is going to get us more in line with not just the collective, but with ourselves. So... The difference in polarity between masculine versus feminine is going to be that the feminine gets us within the collective, whereas the masculine sometimes gets us within ourselves. How do we present ourselves? How do we show up every day? Where is our confidence? Where is our self-esteem? How do we feel about ourselves? What do we know about ourselves? What can we rediscover about ourselves? And then the feminine is going to be, how can we heal? What can we heal? The feminine also focuses much more on shadow work. So when you're doing shadow work, it's a very sometimes feminine experience because you are going deep within any rooted traumas and within any rooted things. So like I said, the feminine deals with that subconscious area and those subconscious fears and also that shadow work and when you are doing something like shadow work it gets you within to these deep-seated traumas and wounds and can bring up a lot of heavy emotions and can definitely invoke this inner child healing because it is a very emotional experience and when you are having that emotional experience with when you are within that emotional pull It can be a very feminine experience and is a very feminine polarity. And that is why we say to tread lightly when it comes to shadow work because it can deal with and bring up so many different things. But it is also one of the most healing experiences. Because once you also go through that shadow work, you also have that masculine energy coming in and you make space for that masculine energy to come in again and remind you of your strength, remind you of your power, remind you of your confidence. So 
These energies are always working in tandem. And even when you feel more in line with a feminine energy versus a masculine energy, the energies are always working in tandem because everything is energy and everything has this energy polarity within it. You see it in nature. We always have the masculine versus the feminine. We always have, you know, the the masculine parts of the flower versus the feminine parts of the flower. We always have the um, the when it comes to birds especially, we have the more colorful bird is going to be the male bird because he needs to attract the feminine. And then the the less colorful is going to be the female because oftentimes there is more females in the population so the males have to present themselves and they have to especially when it comes to peacocks peacock around <laughs> you know and and but having these polarities having these energies and recognizing these energies and knowing what they are and knowing how to step within them and knowing how to honor them creates this this beautiful harmony to be able to then go within the world and experience these energies in the most beautiful intrinsic way instead of looking at these energies as something external looking at these energies as something within you that you can also experience in the external world so That is all I have for you today on the masculine and feminine. I hope to be able to um, give you clarity with this episode on masculine and feminine energies. And I will be doing another masculine and feminine update when I go even deeper into some more twin flame energies. Um, I might do a longer episode at a later date um, going into these energies again. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope you will be there for the next one. I love you all, and I can't wait to see you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a rating and review. Not only will that rating and review help me, but it will help others like you know to tune into this podcast. If you would like to discuss anything that was talked about in this episode, you can send me an email to cardomancybyalice at gmail.com. My emails are always open for discussion and for requests for future topics. If you would like to receive a private reading, you can send an email to me at cardomancybyalice at gmail.com or find me at skeletongrin.square.site. If you would like to connect with me on social media, feel free to follow me on Instagram at skeletongrin or on TikTok at Skellington Grin. I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed day and continue to have conversations, explorations, and connections through spirituality. Bye. (laughs)